Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 50, you guys. We're halfway to 100 and not going to stop, you guys. Uh, I get into the podcast of how we kind of got to episode 50 and what got us here and like how much you guys got me here. You guys motivated me to keep going with it. Even when I think I sound stupid and I stumble over words and I think this is dumb. Why am I trying to put my voice out there? But it's what I want to do without you guys... None of it would be possible, so I talk about it right away in the podcast, but I'm thanking you guys again because that's how I roll, right? Uh, this podcast is going to be brought to you by Project Canine Hero. Uh, go to projectcaninehero.org to get all the information you need to donate money to them. Uh, look them up on Facebook. they got a page. Uh, what it is is a nonprofit organization that helps out retired military working dogs, retired police dogs. Uh, retired like TSA, Border Patrol. There's a lot of different companies and services that have dogs that help keep people safe. They find bombs, they find drugs, they find people, they find corpses. They, you know what I mean? You, there's so many different dogs out there working right now uh, that when they when they retire or when it's end of service for them or end of you know they they get adopted out or they you know their the handler adopts them well project canine hero is going to help you guys with medical bills uh prescription costs because your dogs these dogs have worked a bunch they're old a lot of old shepherds and stuff have bad hips and these guys will help you with the prescription costs uh, if you have trouble with food they'll get you food and then when the dog passes they'll even hand, they'll even help with end of duty services for real this shit like comes it just really close to me because I was a canine handler for almost 10 years in the Air Force. Uh, I get to hang out with a retired working dog all the time out at the farm, Addie. Uh, I was the trainer uh, at Grand Forks Air Force Base when we picked up Addie and we, you know, and I helped train him and get him going or whatever. So it's so cool that I get to go out there and hang out with him. Yeah, he's a crabby old military working dog and uh, I groom him and I stretch him out a little bit and He's just uh, enjoying living on a farm now, you know, and that's what he gets to do. He gets to deserve that. But uh, Project Canine Hero is out there to help uh, help in any way they can with those retired dogs because those dogs deserve uh, the best afterwards just like the veterans deserve the best. They are veterans in my eyes. So donate them some money, you guys. Even a little bit helps, I'm sure. Uh, check them out. Spread the word. Um, they don't necessarily have any, um, I say this with everyone, so I don't want anyone to like get weird about it, but they don't have any, look, my political beliefs, my thoughts, they don't necessarily believe the same things that I do. So uh, they're not an official sponsor. I told you guys, when I, find a, when I find an organization or I find people or I find anything that I think is good and doing a good thing and I've got this voice and this small little platform, I'm going to use it, right? So hit me up with you guys with anything that you want me to talk about. Uh, thank you, Pat, for recommending me those guys. And yeah, so we're going to keep talking about stuff like that. Uh, what do we get into this time? I'll start talking about just everything, man. Some more flat earth stuff. Got some MMA talk. Uh, it's all here, you guys. So enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's up, hey, everybody? what is going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? What up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the Dave Cast. Welcome back to Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Man, I cannot get a point across to save my life today, you guys. I'm getting emotional. Stop getting emotional, Dave. Listen to me, guys. I'm out of control. So, welcome to the Dave Cast. I'm going to be your host, Dave Helmbrecht. This was the first podcast. I hope you guys liked it. I love you guys, and thank you so much. Love you guys. Listening. Later. What's up, you guys? Welcome. It's episode 50, man. Uh, it's actually, unofficially, it's like 53. I've had uh, a couple of TKO podcasts 
the MMA stuff, and I also did a uh, fight companion with Tupa. So this is actually like 53, but officially on the charts it's 50, and uh, I just want to talk a little bit about how we got here, man. Like 50 episodes. I never thought I would get this far ever. I never thought... I don't think anything anybody you guys would listen, and that's why I keep going, man. Like I honestly like, I like doing it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it if people weren't listening. If that makes sense. Like if it was, I just I talk to myself every day, all day. I just don't record it. But if I started doing this and I didn't get the response that I got, I didn't get the feedback from you guys. If people weren't writing me saying, "Hey, your podcast, where's the podcast, man? You didn't get one out today, or I missed the podcast, or something," and that makes me really think, man, like people are expecting it. They're like, they like to listen to it. And hopefully I make you guys think. Hopefully I entertain. <laughs> hopefully just, I don't know why you guys listen, but I'm glad you do. And the reason I'm still going is because of you guys. Uh, it'd be kind of dumb to keep going, right? If nobody listened. I mean, if you really enjoyed it, if it made you feel better about yourself. Uh, like I said, I feel accomplished when I get it done. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Uh, I'm going to start them off by talking about myself a little bit. Yes, it's the Dave cast, not the you cast. So uh, I always worry about that. I'm like, do I talk about myself too much? All I do is talk about myself. Well, it's my podcast. What else am I going to talk about other people? I don't I don't like to talk about other people too much because I don't know. I don't want to talk about other people. I don't know what they got going on. I don't know what behind the scenes. Most of the shit you see is people on social media and how they act on there. But in real life, they don't act the same way. And, you know, or maybe they do, but maybe they probably don't. A lot of people act different around other people and on social media or in public. doesn't matter. Uh, but I went to the ER this week. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw my Snapchats about it. Um, on Tuesday morning, I had such bad abdominal pain. That pain, the phantom pain came back when, fully Billy, when full Billy Zane on me. I use that reference, and I don't know if young people know who Billy Zane is. Uh, and the reason I say it is he was in the movie called The Phantom, and it was like very cheesy superhero type movie but the guy wasn't a superhero he was a regular guy uh, who had some badass gunfighting and fighting skills which was Billy Zane which you probably didn't have to learn anything for that movie because he's so awesome but uh, this is a joke uh, Billy Zane's a cool dude I don't know if he's cool or not he's an actor but I like his movies and I think he's I think he does he does good as an actor uh, Jesus I went on a rant about Billy Zane that's so fucking <laughs> anyway the Phantom Pain. That's why I refer to it as the Billy Zane thing. But uh, it knocked me off my feet on Tuesday morning. I was like, oh, the alien finally hatched. Or whatever's been growing inside of me for the last three months is coming out. And I always make jokes that uh, there's an alien growing inside of me and it's going to come out with like it's adapting all my skills right now. So it's going to be under the under the table super smart. And I'm just kidding. But I'll have like purple belt skills, some badass wrestling skills, and some fighting skills. And you guys are all fucked. So, <laughs> anyway, the pain knocked me off my feet, and I went to the ER. Uh, finally, Robin been bugging me. She's like, when it starts to hurt, go to the ER. Maybe they can f- get you some sort of relief sooner or figure something out. And I went, and I knew, kind of knew they weren't going to figure anything out because I've had all the tests done already. And I went there. They did a CT scan, uh, injected me with that ink or the dye or whatever, and did a CT scan of my abdomen. And found nothing. Uh, small lesions on my liver. I think they told me that before, though. And they're really small, and like it's very common. Uh, they don't think that's what's causing the pain. We have no idea what's causing the pain. Uh, they offered me uh, morphine. I was like, what? 
So during my whole arm pain, you guys know if you've been following the podcast for a long time, during my arm, my neck injury when I had nerve pain in my arm and down my in my back, I didn't uh, – they didn't give me painkillers at all. Not that I wanted them or whatever. I probably could have used some to relieve – you know, take me away. take Give me a vacation from the pain for a little bit. And they had me on a gabapentin medication that made me go crazy and – uh, they just wouldn't offer me painkillers or whatever. And I get it. I know the opioid, op- opioid crisis is going on and they just try to crack down on it, which is great. I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't give me painkillers. But I went in for a tummy ache and they tried to give me morphine. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me, you know? And I know, like, I told them how the pain knocked me off my feet and it was like an eight or a nine when it peaked or whatever. And maybe that's why they were like, we'll give you some morphine. <laughs> morphine, really? Jesus. Uh... But anyway, with all this abdominal pain stuff, like I said, I've quit caffeine, man. I quit caffeine for over a week now. But here and there, like we went out to drink. I had probably caffeine in one of my drinks. Uh, I had an energy drink the other day because I just got, I said, fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> I love how I tasted. I missed them and I collapsed. And I did it. And it was just, it's okay though because that's kind of where I'm at with caffeine right now. With caffeine where I'm going to make it through the day without caffeine. I haven't had any caffeine today. I didn't have any yesterday. Uh, Tuesday... The craziest part about it is Tuesday is when I had the energy drink. I left the ER and they try to tell me that there's really nothing wrong with me. That they can't, they know there's something wrong with me, but they can't figure out what it is. And I'm on this crazy diet of not eating caffeine and trying to really watch what I eat and making sure there's stuff in my stomach kind of all the time. Uh, and it doesn't seem to be helping at all. So like, I'm, I, was, I was like, I'm having an energy drink. I went and got a bang, a blue rouse one. Fuck, it was good. So good. Why are those things so amazing? I don't know. I love them. Can't stop drinking them. I can. I did stop. But I don't want to stop. But you know there's shit in those things that's got to be bad for you. And I don't know how they taste so good, yet they happen to be caffeine-free. So the game plan now is to... I don't know. Was there a break there? I don't know what just happened. Uh, they have caffeine whenever I need it. Like, let's say I'm on a long drive and... I need that caffeine to like get me the like you know the extra hour or so or whatever and I mean that's I'm probably gonna end up doing that a lot if I you know need the caffeine to stay awake or a little bit extra energy here and there but one Dave don't need any extra freaking energy I have too much the way it is uh, and two uh, it's nice that if you take it if you drink coffee every day if you drink energy drinks every day you kind of become used to that extra little boost that it gives you and it kind of becomes normal well. If you quit them for a while, quit energy drinks, quit all caffeine for a week, and then go drink a bang. And I damn near chugged the damn thing. And I had the jitters. I was shaking. I fucking felt amazing, man. It was too much, too. But it was too much. I couldn't. I was trying to program the robot, and I couldn't just stay on task. And I'm just, like, bouncing around, and I'm just out of my fucking mind, man. But even Tuesday, so even though I went to the ER that day, I went to jujitsu. I went to progressive martial arts and trained there with those guys. I was going to, like, not go hard. We got to the gym, I did the warm-ups and stuff, and I just felt good, and I rolled with a few guys, and I don't think I rolled hard at all, but it wasn't slow, it wasn't light, uh, wasn't crazy sore the next day, I think it was just really controlled. Everybody I rolled with uh, was really chill, but there was a couple people when I rolled, I didn't. Some, I grabbed a newer guy and uh, just showed him some stuff, like as we started going, like, hey, you know, when you first start, you don't even know where to put your hands, like, you go like, what do I do with my hands? Like, you don't know. Like, you feel like if you grab the wrong spot, somebody's going to grab your arm and twist it off, you know? And so I try to teach people where to, where, where to, where to grab, where not to grab, and, and just start from there. And uh, I love teaching jujitsu. I love the philosophy that I have about jujitsu. I love what it's done for me in my life. And I don't understand why everybody doesn't do jujitsu. I've been seeing a bunch of funny memes about 
uh, jujitsu people, then it's like, I don't fuck, I'm not even trying to explain a meme on here. But uh, thank you, Ken and Josh, for letting me back into PMA. And man, it's been awesome ever since. And I get to roll with awesome dudes every couple times a week. And fuck, it's awesome. It's so good for me, you guys, to get out and get that energy out. And then I made a joke the other day about the jujitsu journey that I'm on, right? Like the journey, like the day it started, right? Like wrestling kind of helped me get into jujitsu. Like it was an easy transition into jujitsu with wrestling. Uh, competitions is easy because I've already been in front of thousands of people watching just me and another guy wrestle each other. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of wrestling matches in front of crowds. Uh, doesn't bother me to get out there and do it. I actually feel like I perform better when people are watching. Um, I'm a fucking attention whore. I'm a show off. Uh, so when everybody's watching me, man, it's on. The fights were a little different. The fights were almost more nerve wracking. You got to get past those nerves and I don't know. It's just, I think it is just that you're just scared to take that big shot. You're scared to get knocked out right away in front of everybody. And in jujitsu, you can go out there and even with wrestling, with wrestling, if I go out and I relax for a second, I get taken down, dropped on my head, put on my back, pinned. Uh, you can't really relax too much. Jiu-jitsu is all relaxed, baby. The more relaxed you are, the better. Uh, obviously, you got to pick it up and turn it up and get kind of crushy here and there, but smashy. But uh, love it, man. Love jiu-jitsu. Uh, I could sit here and talk about jiu-jitsu forever. Um, but I was talking about the journey. Yeah, okay. So back. I'm going to try to get back on track for once. Uh, my jiu-jitsu journey, you know, so considering like kind of when I started. So Marine Corps Martial Arts Program, I've talked about this before, but... Uh, when I was in Africa, I first time I really got to do some sort of submission grappling type thing. And then when I got back from there, I went and found progressive martial arts. And from there on out, it's been off to the, you know, off to the races. Well, a lot of times, like a lot of people talk about how people get to a certain level or they last so long. Like you get to this blue belt level and you feel like you're not getting better or just life gets in the way. And I understand that life can get in the way and you have a family, you have a really busy job, dedicated to a career, and you can't necessarily get to the gym. But I feel like those are kind of excuses. I think you can find time to get to a gym. Jiu-Jitsu class, not maybe so much, because those, those are specific, you know what I mean? So every class is like it starts at six. Uh, if you have a job that works every night and you can't make it to those classes, it kind of sucks that you can't do jiu-jitsu. Uh, it'd be cool to have a, a gym here in town or maybe progressive martial arts to get to a point where they can have uh, more day classes and stuff. Uh, Ken, give up the dry cleaner business and just open the gym full time. I'll come to mo I'll come to lunch classes. <laughs> I only have thirty minute lunches. That wouldn't work. <clears throat> so, what I'm getting at is a lot of people get to a certain point and they just drop off. They quit. And I've known a lot of people who quit jujitsu. Uh, a lot of people who are in love with it, like I was, and then all of a sudden they just stop coming. And I'm not sure why. There's a lot of reasons why people probably quit. Uh, but I feel like I made a joke the other day that I'm on this path that. I'm already gone too far, man. Like when I turn around and look back, it's, it's too far back. Like I've gone too far in my journey to go back now. And uh, obviously like I want to be a black belt someday, but I don't even care about that anymore. I just want to go do it. That's all I want to do. Just want to go do jujitsu. Don't care about getting promoted. Don't care about any of that stuff anymore. The journey is the journey now. It's already, it's shaped itself into what it is. The way I roll, the way I do grappling or whatever, it just... It just keeps evolving and it's going to do what it's going to do. Whether I watch YouTube videos or whether I do this or that, I just got to be in the gym and drilling and fundamentals and training. That's all you do. You just got to do it. <clears throat> it's the only way to get better. So that's all I want to do is jujitsu. So shout out PMA one more time, you guys. If you guys don't know, uh, check out Progressive Martial Arts uh, here in Grand Forks. 
they're pretty awesome. Uh, they do have striking classes and some conditioning classes too. So you can go in and do some bad man conditioning or striking uh, with Katie and uh, Anthony and those guys. So yeah, it's freaking awesome, man. So the next thing I want to talk about is influence, right? Oh, he turned his thing back on. You guys going to be able to hear the banging noise or not? Yeah, so right outside uh, the room that I record in, there's they have this machine set up and it spins this gate and it tests the springs on it and it just runs constantly and it bangs. Every time the gate closes, it bangs. And I shut it off while I'm in here and then it sounded like somebody turned it back on, but now it's off again. Maybe somebody's out there. Maybe they can hear me talking to myself. They probably think I'm crazy. And I am because I don't care. Well, I want to get into influence a little bit. Uh, does my podcast have influence? Maybe. Um, the only way, I mean, I, I throw out the way I think a lot and I think my opinion and this and that. And you guys can disagree with it. Uh, you can somewhat agree but not agree. Uh, you can think I'm crazy. I really don't care, man. Um, but the biggest thing with influence right now, and I know I bring it up all the time. I use Trump and LeBron James and stuff as examples. But influence is huge, man. And if anything, I hope my podcast can influence you guys into just being open and free thinkers. For real. Uh, just because somebody famous or some actor or some athlete, athlete, some UFC fighter, doesn't matter, starts talking about politics, uh, they start talking about the economy, they start talking about how bad things are or how good things are. Well, you got to remember, like, what kind of life experience did that person have? Uh, what knowledge do they even have on the topic they're talking about? Like, I hear a lot of people talking about stuff that... Yeah, maybe from their life experience or whatever, but it doesn't seem like why would that person, they don't seem like they would have as much knowledge as somebody else who's actually studied that topic or has dedicated their life to that topic who makes a lot more sense, you know? And maybe they're parroting those people. I don't know. But influence is huge, you guys. If you if somebody's out there and they're spreading a bad message about hate, about, yeah, pretty much hate, I guess. If they're spreading a bad message... You know, but who that's another thing is who am I to judge if it's a bad message or not, right? A bad message to me might not be a bad message to you, it might not be hate to you, but it's hate to me. You know what I mean? We're in a really weird place right now. And I think everybody just needs to think for themselves and think logically. And if somebody says something that offends you or you don't like what they have to say, you don't, who cares? Just ignore it and go on with your life. Cut that person out of your life. I don't know what to tell you. Don't be surrounded by, uh, by bad shit or hate or, stuff you don't necessarily agree with but at the same time if you don't agree with it at least make sure you questioned it make sure you did your research make sure you find out why uh as an example i'm very pro weed uh, i think weed can help a lot of people medically uh i think weed helps a lot of people maybe just shut their mind off and chill out at the end of the day helps people sleep uh but at the same time it probably it can make people schizophrenic right there's very small cases that people have tried large doses of THC or cannabis and became uh, schizophrenic afterwards. and But they don't know if that person might have became schizophrenic anyway, whether they smoked weed or not, they or ate weed, whatever they did. That schizophrenia might have came on anyway, but maybe that helped it come on sooner. Uh, if you're afraid of those kind of things or you're like, I smoke weed and just become lazy and don't want to do anything and that's not how I want to live, then don't do it. I drink alcohol. If I drink too much alcohol, I turn into an asshole and I'm not fun to be around. So what do I do? I just don't drink alcohol. So if somebody else drinks alcohol and they have a fun time with it and it helps them relax and whatever, yeah, alcohol is bad for you. It's not the best example uh, in comparison, but I like to drink every once in a while. I'm not hating on people who drink alcohol. I think it makes me relax and feel good. If I drink too much, yes, I turn into an asshole. But 
I just got to keep myself in check. Same with anything else, man. Just don't, if weed makes you that way, don't do it. If, you know, I don't know. If, if it does, if, it, if you don't agree with it, that's fine. But don't try to push that agenda on other people. Like, I'm not going to get mad at somebody else because they like to drink. I'm be like, oh, I turn into an asshole when I drink. I bet you do too, you loser. And it's like, no, I'm not going to say that. I don't know what it does to them. And everybody's different. So if you're out there preaching that weed is bad and they should stay legal, then you're ridiculous. Just look at alcohol. Come on now. They just use it as a comparison. But in the other way around, like alcohol kills so many people. It causes accidents. Yes, driving while high could probably cause accidents too. We can go there. But you get what I'm saying is if you don't have a stake in the claim, why even put your, why even put your opinion in? If, you don't, if you've never done a drug in your life, how can you dare say they're bad? Yes, you can say they're bad because there's facts that show opioids kill so many people, heroin, obviously, meth. The hard ones, those are terrible. I don't even care. I wish they just didn't exist, honestly. But there are some psychedelic drugs out there, mushrooms. Uh, weed can be considered a psychedelic um, acid or LSD. Uh, there's other things, DMT and those kind of things. and Or even... Um, Molly or whatever, not Molly, I guess not Molly, but M MDMA or ecstasy is really good, I guess, for people struggling with PTSD. They're using it in microdosing, they're using it in large doses in like one-time shots, uh, and they're seeing great results. Rogan just had a guy on his podcast uh, who was a journalist who had actually been to war and was filming while people were being shot and killed, and that guy obviously has some shit to deal with after seeing that kind of stuff, and... He did some ecstasy type therapy stuff and it seemed to help him a lot. He's actually done ketamine as well. But what I'm getting at is like, don't, if it, if it doesn't affect you or bother you or whatever, then why? why? Why stake a claim? If that makes any fucking sense. So all day today, I've been going around the shop talking to everybody about flat earth. And I do it to kind of get a rise out of people. I do it because I want them to start asking me questions or try to prove me wrong and then... I try to bullshit my way through it uh, by things I've, I've, I've learned about what flat earthers think and what they believe uh, by just making up random bullshit on the spot that sounds good in my head. And I like doing that stuff because it's fun. It's comedy. It's like improvising. I'm not necessarily being funny, but it makes me think and I like to, I think it helps me with this too, with the podcast. So like if I'm talking about somebody about the flat earth and they're just like, well, all the planets are round and we can see through telescopes and we can tell that they're round. And I go, first, your first problem is telescopes. Uh, all telescopes have a microchip in them. So when you look through them and you look up, it's going to make, you're going to, it's going to show you what you want to see in whatever, right? That one's pretty bad. That's not a good, not a good argument. <clears throat> but the other thing is like, well, why are we can look up and we can see the stars and we can see the other planets when we look through telescopes and we have telescopes where you can see, I've actually looked through a telescope and I've seen Mars before and you can see like the rings of Saturn and things like that if you have the right telescope. And I guess all I got to say to that is like up in the firmament, like God created the firmament, the dome above the earth. And up in that, that's where everything is. All the stars are there. All the, the planets are all up there. Um, they're all way smaller than everybody says they are. Like remember, the earth, the, the sun and the moon are roughly the same size. The sun's a little bit bigger than the moon, but not that much. And they both rotate above us. Kind of like a clock. If you think about it, the sun is on the minute hand and the moon is on like the hour hand because the sun, one lap of the sun is 24 hours a day. <clears throat> and then the moon moves slower, I guess, maybe. I don't know how much slower it's supposed to move or it really does move, but uh, 
it's tough to do, but throw, you got to like throw out everything you know while you do this flatter stuff. And I've been posting on Facebook about it and getting a rise out of people. And people are trying to figure out if I'm joking or if I'm not. And I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm actually uh, diving into something with an open mind. And I'm trying to understand why someone would think that way. And one, it gives me shit to talk about on here. Two, it gives me stuff to fucking write tons of jokes about and make fun of stuff. And three, like, I've been talking to this to Matt uh, back in Millbank, a kid I grew up with, uh, about it, man. And we actually, we have good civil talk about it. Like, I ask him, like, how is this done and that's done? And he tries to give me the best answer and sends me to links. And sometimes his links are crazy. Sometimes they're not. I watched a video the other day that, like, answered a whole bunch of flatterers questions for me. And... The biggest thing for me was why? Why would somebody lie about this? Why would it be the biggest biggest conspiracy theory ever? And I don't think it's necessarily a biggest conspiracy theory ever. I think if if this is what's really if flat earth thing is really happening, then I think it's just be, it was a conspiracy theory and they were fooling everybody and so much that it became common knowledge. Uh, we teach it every day. We all if you even mention that the earth is flat, Everybody looks at you like you're completely ridiculous. And people have all day today, and it's awesome. And I think it's funny. And they try to combat me with stuff and this and that. But I'm getting off track with it. Uh, <clears throat> the flat earth stuff with um, why. Why would there be a conspiracy theory? Why would we all be... Why would they want everyone to know? Well, if everybody thinks we're on a little marble and we're flying through earth or flying... We're flying through the space. We're flying through space on a little marble, surrounded by billions of other little marbles and balls of gas and whatever else is out there. Uh, then we are very small. We're tiny in this humongous, never-ending infinity. And we're tiny, and it makes us feel like we have no purpose and then we don't matter. Well, if you talk about flat Earth and you think like we're in this little petri dish and there's some god-type figure above watching and like watching what we're doing and I don't know, it makes you feel like you're more special, right? Like, oh, part of the science experiment and not just some random uh, evolution that we just happened to get here because things were so perfect for so long and our planet happens to be so far away from a sun in the right spot and like how lucky, I talk about it all the time, how lucky we are to be where we are, to have been born where we are, to even be here. I know, it's getting crazy. But... So back to what I'm saying is, is if you're flying, we have no purpose. We're like, oh, we're just, we just happen. We're just random. Really? If you think about it, we are just random. Uh, something happened a long time ago that made us evolve and change to the way we are today. And until something knocks us off the face of this earth or mass extinction or uh, astronomical event, or we all get, we all starve to death eventually, or uh, disease, illness, something knocks a bunch of us out and we got to start over again. And I don't know. We might have already had to do that a couple different times on this in the history of the Earth. Well, people talk about how they think because the pyramids were made so perfectly that those had to either been done by aliens or we had advanced technology that made it that far back then when they were making them. And then something happened and all that technology got wiped away. Uh, I always talk about it. Like if a car's in a junkyard for 100 years, it's almost gone. Like it almost rusted away completely. 100 years. Imagine thousands of years. It's gone. Anything that was made of anything organic is gone. Rocks stick around. That's why the pyramids are there. That's why uh, Stonehenge is there. Those type of things. Like 
Someday when we're all wiped away, like thousands of years, people are going to come back and be like, look at those faces on that mountain. Aliens totally had to put that there because there's no way people carve faces in a mountain. Mount Rushmore, right? So the idea is, is the earth is, I don't, I don't understand why you would want to spread the lie that we have no purpose, right? You think like to control people, it'd be easier to tell them they have a purpose? Maybe not. No, I guess telling people they don't have a purpose uh, then they'll want to dive for meaning and whatever and maybe be easier to control. So also people who are religious will try to like chime in and stuff too. And I think in four different times in the Bible, it says uh, that the earth is flat, that we're on like a plate uh, type deal. And I didn't do much research on this yet. The Bible verse stuff, cause I am not religious in my, in my own at all. So uh, with that, I'm also in the maybe category like maybe there's a God, maybe there's not, you know, and I always, I'm probably leaning towards more not, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm not going to give you an answer. I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give you a confirmed answer. Like, yes, there's a God. Really? I don't know. I didn't do it. How much research have I done? None. A bunch of people told me that it was just like the earth is, or the earth is the sphere. So I don't know. Maybe that's all I'm going to say. And the whole point of all of this is just not be married to an idea. Is it not be stuck in a stuck in a way just because a whole bunch of people told you that's the way it was. Uh, but the round thing, the round earth or whatever is like, I don't know. I run into more, I run into more bullshit with it than I run into like, yeah, it might be true. So obviously I lean towards it's not flat and I'm just sticking with the whole, it's flat where I'm standing and everything is about perspective, right? Like, what does it matter if it's round? What does it matter if we have one moon or five moons going, you know, orbiting us? What does it matter if there's all of, you know, the other planets in the solar system? It doesn't matter because I'm never going to see, I'm never going to go to them. I'm never going to leave flat earth and I'm never going to leave a round earth. And I'm never going to leave a spherical earth. I'm not leaving. So I'm going to concentrate on what's in front of me and do what I can in the short time and little existence that I have. So. More for flat earth to come, possibly. I don't know. But I think it's fun to talk about it. And it's fun to have an open mind with it. It's fun to kind of teach your brain to not be so narrow-minded and stuck in something where round earth or a spherical earth, the way we've always been taught, is such almost fact to everyone that if you even try to question it, you get looked at kind of funny. And that's what I'm going for. I'm trying to get looked at funny. So that's what's up with flat earth and where i am now with it we're gonna keep going with you guys i'm gonna keep digging into it a little bit i think i've dug in as much as you can go it just starts to turn into kind of bullshit and stuff and shout out again to you matt let me know what you think uh or if any other videos send me stuff man let me know i'm, I'm still down to research i'm gonna be open-minded about stuff or if any of you guys want me to start researching any other conspiracy theories and talk about it i will uh i think they're fun i think they get you thinking i think a lot of people are scared to think uh, I was talking to somebody today about simulation theory. Are we in a simulation? Maybe. I don't know. I paid for a really shitty one, though. But <laughs> I want Donald Trump simulation. How do I get the one where the guy's winning, making all the money in charge of everything, and everybody hates him and he loves it? Come on. That's what I want. I don't know if I'd want that. I just want the simulation where I hang out on an island and just do drugs and swim and hang out with my sexy girlfriend, Robin, all day. <laughs> anyway. 
I was going to say a bunch of sexy women, because if that was my reality, my simulation, that's what I would do, but I love Robin, so I can't say that. I'm just kidding. Um, where was I going next, you guys? Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the moment you have been waiting for. Coming out of the red corner, the number one podcast in Grand Forks, North Dakota, the DaveCast MMA Minute. That's right, the number one podcast in Grand Forks, North Dakota. I don't know if I am or not. Like I said, I think there's a few other podcasts in town, but I really don't ever hear about them or anything, and I think they're owned by radio stations. So they get all the cool shit to play with, the nice mics. They probably get scripts. I don't know, man. This is just me talking from a whim here, you guys. So with the MMA talk today, I did quite a bit of research on the MMA news, but there's a fight card coming up this weekend that I didn't do too much on, and there's only one fight on there that I'd watch, really, anyway. Uh... We'll get into that here in a minute. So with MMA news, what's going on? So everybody's obviously going to want me to talk about uh, Masvidal and uh, Leon Edwards gotten a scrap after their fights this last weekend or whatever. So we'll start with Leon Edwards. Uh, he got a good decision over Gunnar Nelson. Good fight. Uh, very technical fight. Uh, Leon Edwards went out and he sh- – by beating Gunnar – Gunnar Nelson's a tough dude. So by going out and beating Gunnar Nelson showed that he was uh, – He's, you know, he's one of the top prospects now at welterweight. Well, Jorge Masvidal goes out and knocks out Darren Till in the second round uh, in some crazy guns blazing fight where they both were rocked before that. And then Masvidal catches him with a left hook and knocks him out cold, right? Well, <clears throat> after the fight, uh, Masvidal was in the back and he was just doing an interview or whatever. And you hear somebody yell something and all of a sudden you look, you see him look up and he's like, what? And he just goes, and I guess uh, it was Leon Edwards, and he was over there, he was walking by, and he was talking shit to him, and I don't know if it was to try to beef up something for a, another an upcoming fight, or they're trying to get paid, or whatever they're trying to do, but Masvidal just walks up to him and like three pieces him, just punches him three times, without any words being said, and I'm guessing Edwards thought it was just going to be like a face-to-face shit talk session, and they could get it on camera, whatever, well, Leon Edwards got punched three times and it showed him with a cut on his face but I don't know he might have had that from the fight I didn't really look into that I just saw that now like did Masvidal cut him with the punch or was it from his fight I'm not sure I don't remember him being cut in the fight I'm not sure just thought of that distracted myself with thoughts you guys I gotta stop thinking just keep talking <laughs> gotta think anyway uh I covered that right away I guess I was gonna get into that a little later but uh, so in the news, man, there's some upcoming fights that are pretty cool. I always catch a glimpse of some, and I get it get me gets me excited. So hi, Rafael dos Anjos, RDA, and Kevin Lee, awesome fight, man. Um, I think uh, RDA is on his way out. Believe it or not, I think Kevin Lee is still kind of on his way up. Uh, they both coming off of losses, but they've been fighting the craziest of the craziest top guys, man. Uh, I can't even think of who they've all been fighting, but they've if they've lost to anybody, it's been like top contenders and like legends and people, you know what I mean? And or they've fought for titles and lost. Ah, oh, they haven't. Kevin Lee hasn't fought for a title yet. RDA had the title, uh, but man, that's gonna be a really good fight. Um, I think RDA is kind of on his way out. I think Kevin Lee's Kevin Lee needs to start showing something. He was a huge prospect and everybody was talking him up big time, and then he just kind of 
you lose a fight, man. If you're talking all that shit and then you lose a fight, it's tough. It's tough to regain that confidence. You just got to come back and you got to shut your mouth and prove it in the octagon. Kind of like how Conor McGregor did with Nate Diaz the second time around. Uh, he got out, you know, he lost to Nate the first time and he's like, fuck that. And he didn't talk any shit the next time. He was training and he came back and beat him the second time around. Still waiting on that trilogy. Probably not going to happen. <clears throat> so, also, TJ Dillashaw, uh, the bantamweight champion uh, who just lost to Henry Cejudo for the, oh man, what is it called? Bantamweight, not featherweight, flyweight. Okay, pff, I can't even think about stuff. Anyway. So Cejudo's the flyweight champion. Uh, TJ Dillashaw went down to contend his flyweight title. And uh, Cejudo knocked him out right away. And they're talk it's been talk of a rematch and everything. Or Cejudo was going to go up to bantamweight and fight him, so he didn't got to come back down. And TJ was like, no, I'll come back down and fight you again. Well, when that, because of that fight, in that fight, uh, either, I don't know if it was prior or after, Prior to the fight or after the fight, but uh, the New York State Athletic Commission suspended uh, TJ for one year uh, for prohibit for having a prohibited substance in his system. So more to that to come. Maybe maybe we'll figure out what it is or whatever. Uh, a lot of people right now are posting pictures of TJ Dillashaw all shredded, looking all crazy. Going, I can see him. I can see him juicing. He looks like he juices, and he's so competitive, man. Like honestly, deep down in my thoughts, and I'm not trying to talk shit about him or anything. But I can see him using, man. There's a lot of pressure. If you want to be the greatest in the world and you think other guys might be using or you're trying to figure out a way around the drug testing system, uh, I don't know. I can see all those guys using. I can see all those guys trying to get a little bit of an advantage, man. It's their life. Uh, they're trying to work their way up. And losing a fight is terrible. It's a lot of pressure, man. Uh, when you win a fight, you're at the top of the world. When you lose, you're at the bottom. And I've been there. And it sucks. It's, or it's the best. So... Hopefully, TJ can figure out what the fuck's going on with that. Oh, he gave up his belt, um, his bantamweight title. He relinquished it or whatever uh, until they can figure out what's going on with it. So a lot of people think that sounds like an admission of guilt too. But I think that's just sportsmanship on him, trying not to hold up a division. And it is what it is, man. So good luck, TJ Dillashaw, to figure out what's going on with that. Uh, a lot of fighters have positive lately. And it's known that a lot of fighters use steroids. Like I said, a lot of pressure. Uh, UFC Fight Night 148 this weekend out of Nashville. Uh, Saturday, um, the only fight I'm talking about on there is Wonderboy and Pettis. So Anthony Pettis and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson uh, should be a great fight, man. Um, both these guys are on their way out, I believe it or not. You can argue it or not. Be like, no way, man. Wonderboy's on his way out. Yeah, uh, not as on his way out with Wonderboy, but I think... He's still so one-dimensional, man. He's just that really good stand-up kickboxer guy. And, well, no, he's got the karate background, right? Wonder Boy is more of a karate kickboxer kind of guy. And Pettis is known for pretty much his all-around stuff. Not the biggest wrestler, but he's got good ground game. He submits guys off his back. Uh, his stand-up is freaking laser legit. So, awesome fight, man. On, on paper, this fight looks awesome. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh... But these two guys, I don't think they're really title contenders anymore. Uh, like I said, Wonder Boy is just too one-dimensional, especially with the guys that are around. The guys that are at the top are just gonna take him down and beat him up. And that's what I would do if I were them. Uh, also, this weekend, me and Tupa are going to Walker, Minnesota, to corner for Roman. Uh, my buddy Roman Cruz, Roman the Nightmare Cruz, man, I gotta have you on the podcast. Uh, I've been training with him lately. 
Uh, I'm not sure why he left MAP and he's been training out of his own home. And I think he trains at some, he trains at a few other places too. Um, he asked me to corner for him and I told him I would. Uh, me and Tupper are going to do that. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for him. Uh, he's fighting a tough dude. And uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Morrison, is that what I'm thinking of his name is? Doesn't matter. But for two belts, so Roman is currently the North Star Combat featherweight champion and this guy's the lightweight champion, I believe, right? Or is bantamweight? Bantamweight versus featherweight, maybe. Anyway, they're both got titles and they're going to try to both are going to try to be, well, Roman could be champ champ. I think Roman's going up a weight class to meet him. So if he beats Roman, he won't get the Bantam title. However that works. doesn't matter. It's all amateur fighting and it is what it is. But we're going to go do that and hopefully Roman can come out champ champ, man. I hope so. I haven't been training with him lately. Uh, like I said, with my training, I've been very selfish. For a long time, I've been out there helping other people and wanting them to get better and just trying to train other people when, hey, it's my time now. I'm done being selfish. I'm No, I'm not. I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to just do what I got to do. And that's and right now, that's at Progressive Martial Arts for me. I don't need to be at MAP doing wrestling in a cage or fighting people or doing any of that. I need to be going to jiu-jitsu classes, doing fundamentals, shrimping, rolling, uh, like rolling around, like actually doing the drills and those technique and all that stuff is where it's at. Uh, the live rolling, awesome, fun, and you learn there too. But you need a little bit of all of it to get better. And Roman, I'm telling you, man, come to Progressive Martial Arts. There's going to be 15 to 20 guys there every time you go and that want to roll with you. And I think you'll love it, for real. Uh, that is it for MMA Talk, you guys. Um, yeah, <laughs> hopefully you guys enjoy my MMA Talk. I try to breeze through it a little quicker. I don't think too many people are necessarily MMA fans. Uh, I have the MMA podcast, which I haven't been doing because it takes a lot of takes a lot of work and a lot of effort to research all this stuff, and I've been way too busy with Flat Earth, right? So one last thing before we go is happy birthday to my beautiful, smart, selfless, motivating, funny, so funny, so goofy. We're so alike, it's not even funny. Uh, my sister, happy birthday, 34, yesterday, you're a March baby, or March baby, you're our March baby, you're a uh, spring baby, first day of spring, and I can't, I can't thank you enough for everything you've ever done for me, Andrea, um, we were best friends growing up, and we went through a lot together, and I was able to help you out later in life, introduce you to your amazing husband, Danny, who is my buddy, and is my buddy, and <laughs> all that, so, Andrea, I love you, uh, Thank you for being the awesome sister you are. Thank you for motivating me. Thank you for supporting me and all my crazy things and everything I do. I really do appreciate you, Annie. On that note, episode 50, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Like I'm telling you, I wouldn't be at 50 if you guys didn't listen, if you guys didn't give me feedback, if you guys didn't get emotional, if you guys didn't tell me how you thought or whatever, or you guys didn't listen. I wouldn't, I'm not going to keep recording shit if nobody listens, right? So thank you guys so much. Send me that feedback, man. Dave Helmberg on Facebook, Days Podcast on Facebook, Days Podcast One at gmail.com. And I'm Funny Welder on everything else, man. If you guys want to play video games with me, I'm on the Xbox, I'm on Twitch. I don't stream very often. I used to try to be a video game streamer, and I don't know, maybe I'm just, I don't know. It's tough because you, one, nobody watched me, and two, like you got to like entertain while you play, and it's cool. I don't know. It's a neat, it's a neat subculture, and I've talked about it a little bit. Maybe we'll get into more of that later. But, Funny Welder on Instagram, Twitter, all that good jazz. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget about looking up um, 
Project Canine Hero. Uh, my buddy Pat put me onto them, and he said he swears by them and says they're a great organization that helps uh, the people who adopt uh, retired military working dogs, retired retired police dogs, uh, other service dogs like TSA and Border Patrol dogs. Um, there's a lot of contracted dogs that didn't that weren't in the military that that worked for other organizations that went overseas and anybody who adopts one of these dogs uh these guys are there to help you out with food uh medical bills prescription costs and then when the dog passes man they'll even help you uh figure out what you got to do for end of duty services man they sound like a great play a great they sound like a great they are a great organization and with, with doing great things and like i said i'm gonna keep talking about organizations and things and nonprofits and other stuff that that I believe in that I think are doing really good. And I'm going to try to spread the word on that. Uh, so if you guys can think of anything or you know of anybody I want to talk about, do it. Uh, and I will. If it's something I agree with, if it's something that I think is awesome, I'm going to do it. So let me know, you guys. Uh, thank you for listening every time. I appreciate it. Later.